if you can't follow a 10 question application and follow instructions on that you're going to struggle in sync because that's all you're getting is instructions on how to submit stuff how to send stuff how to create stuff how to structure stuff um so it's just, it's just gonna be hard it may not be the space for you yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode yo 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 what's up people welcome to the channel where we talk about music licensing music production and music business if you love any of the previously mentioned be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on all my latest content and hit that bell icon so you know exactly when that new content drops shout out to everybody in the stream man shout out to world meta beats i see you um let me know where you guys are from let me know what you do we're gonna do another q a see if you guys are stuck see what questions you have and i'm gonna try and help you all as best as i can um so yeah let me know where you guys are from let me know what you do if we got producers songwriters artists whatever it is that you do managers engineers you know usually we have a good mixture of everybody um so let me know uh oh look at that i'm messing up the um messing up the the chat thing in the stream um so man this week has been crazy it's like wednesday already and i feel like I really ain't got a whole lot done for real. <laughs> I got some music done. I've been slowly knocking out projects and deadlines and stuff like that. So it's getting done. But like, yeah, we had we had an event uh, at our son's uh, preschool. So we went to that, uh, remembered that it was happening like last night. So it was like super last minute. Um, so yeah so that was cool and then yeah then we came back home and it was back uh back to work valley on the beats i see you music producer from san diego super dope how's the weather over there in san diego um it's been it's been kind of it's been okay here i like fall um imperial was good big ups hip-hop producer from the uk commercial and sync love it Shout out to the Sync Gang, everybody getting those TV and film placements. How often do your royalty checks come, and do you get them from multiple streams? They come every quarter, every three months, like clockwork. Um, they, uh, well, okay, so CSAC, I get them every, from everywhere they come every quarter. So I get one from CSAC, I get one from, um, uh, what, what do you call it, um, what is that song trust i get one from song trust um what's an i think those are like the those are like the two uh, and then i'll get i'll get one from um some of the music libraries that i work with like if they collect um some stuff maybe some sync fees or some some royalties from other stuff that they got going on um i'll get paid um from them um and then yeah that's usually how how the royalties come through. They, it's usually every quarter. Um, so yeah, few a few different few different ones, um, and then some companies. I think they do like biannual. Like I may randomly get a check at the top of the year, mid year from one um, sync company um, that I have some stuff with. So those are always nice, pleasant surprises. Um, so yeah, let's get into it, man. I see some questions coming in um produced by pesos yo man do you do you think unique and new styles of music have a place in sync so that that's always it's always tricky man because you know you want to 
you know you want to be creative you you want to be you want to do dope fresh stuff right but there's a time and a place for it in sync specifically like i think the i think the main focus in anything you do is going to be like who's your client who's the customer who needs the music what problem are you solving right so if if you get a brief and they want 90s hip-hop that's probably not the time to start getting mad creative and creating new sounds you know what i'm saying like just give them 90s hip-hop it's all the template's already there create 90s hip-hop give them the vibe that they're looking for and then you may have some briefs that that'll come in and they're looking for fresh innovative stuff or you know a couple genres that are not normally merged together they may want to merge those together to kind of create something fresh and new so you know it's a time and a place it depends on what they need um so i think the i think the best approach is to link up with licensing companies and then you know start to gauge what they need what they're requesting and then just kind of do your thing from there and be ready to you know be ready to be flexible and, and experiment with some new things um as the needs come about that's a good question though um but i think like creating a bunch of like dope fresh stuff and then just like sending it off in hopes that it starts getting synced you're kind of you're taking a chance it's not it's not a calculated approach you know what i mean um so that's that's my view on that bones on the beat what it do i produce engineer artist photography and cinematography that's what's up um love it thanks for the live q a uh live session man no problem michael question i want to use a sample from an interview from a podcast the joe rogan podcast how would i go about clearing that that's a good question i don't know um but yeah technically you do need permission to do that because yeah that's that's his intellectual property so um i don't know who you would go to to clear that i mean directly to the show or somebody i'm not sure um that's a uh, that would be a question for probably i don't know an, an attorney maybe um in that space or um somebody in the in the media space that that would have a better answer for you on that one but yep sorry your boy can't help you with that ko what's good music producer and instrumental arranger love it jacob what's good um uh you produce with both production agencies uh west one and non-exclusive pine five what generates the most income um the, the production the production music companies generate more income than pine five um or like the stock music sites um and then i recently learned that pond five actually decreased the splits for producers i didn't know that i guess they went down to like 33 percent or something like that versus the 50 percent they used to just do you know 50 of the income generated um and there was there was like an acquisition or something that took place um so that's probably what happened there but um you know there's other sites out there you know you got a premium beat you got um um a, a bunch of different stock sites uh what's a, i can't remember off the top of my head but there's a few of them out there um and then it, it's going to be different for everybody like somebody may have the majority of their catalog on stock music sites and they're doing all right you know what i'm saying they'll probably they probably see more of that because that's what they feed more i feed you know licensing companies and libraries more music than i do um sites like pond five so 
you know, I'll get some income here and there, like, you know, somebody kind of randomly licensing some stuff um, and it'll add up. Um, but, you know, that, yeah, the bulk of it is coming from, you know, the um, production companies uh, doing albums for them, getting royalties from them and then other projects that, you know, that kind of pay up front um, and back end as well. So. KO, uh, I've already seen that one. Fly Grind, what's good? Uh, how would you compare producing for artists compared to shows and ads? Huge difference. So artists, you're, it, again, it goes back to, and I have conversations uh, with, with uh, uh, other composers about this, and it's, it's, it's all about the who. Like, who are you working for? Like, who are you composing for? Who are you serving, right? So... If you're producing for artists, you're helping the artists bring their vision to life and kind of what they see um, and what they're trying to what they're trying to accomplish. So, you know, their opinion matters a lot in the in the production process. So you have to take that in, in, into consideration while being a producer and doing what you do as a producer to help bring that vision to life. Um structure is different you know you have room to kind of be more creative when you're working with artists and just doing some creative things especially with uh you know with with projects and albums and eps and stuff like that like you may want to get fancy with the intro and the outro and bridges and all that stuff if you throw a bridge in there um so you have things like that whereas tv let's just take reality tv stuff for example like there's usually a format we kind of follow and stuff isn't that long. Like it's like a minute and a half um, to two minutes on average. Um, usually I'm not putting any bridges. Um, if I'm creating a full song, I still don't put bridges um, lately unless it was something that I already did that had bridges. I'm not putting bridges in any of that stuff. Like it's two verses, two hooks and I'm out. Um, so that's that and then your the way your music is building matters in tv and film so like if i produce like a calm mellow r&b joint for artists like I'm, I'm 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 not gonna do a whole lot musically you know what i mean like because i don't have to the vocalist is the one that that's shining on that track so i may do more with the vocals and vocal production versus the music production whereas with background instrumental music, they want things to build and you, you're adding layers of instrumentation. Um, you know, there may be certain parts in a track that they just want to use. So you're like keeping that in mind. So it's like you're building functional music for the sake of it being used by editors in TV and film versus creating something creative with with an artist that i feel like that was like a long answer that was like seven minutes trying to <laughs> trying to break that down but that's how i look at it um suzy g music what's good can we use drummer function on logic pro or must we create our own beats um yeah you can use drummer on logic like because i think it spits out some um you know because you can kind of you can kind of like tweak it and kind of make it your own um, and especially if you're adding other instruments and sounds and stuff like that to make it your own, you're good. But I, what I wouldn't encourage you to do is like use the drummer function. It spits out a pattern and then you just use that um, that pattern, because if somebody else does that and that pattern ends up being the same, then even though it's legal, technically, 
it creates confusion of ownership and that's where the issue lies and then everybody's confused and then nobody gets paid because if if everybody's confused then nobody gets paid that's how it works so you want to get paid um so make it your own find figure out a way to kind of you know add some things take some things out um to make it to make it unique um and then that'll that'll help you um let's see how important is the mixing and mastering part when it comes to sync licensing do you mix and master yourself or do you send it off producer from norway super dope so it, it's very important um mix and master it the, to the best of your ability and you want it to sound good the the tricky thing is you don't know if it's good enough for whoever you're sending it to until you send it and they tell you uh you know mix and master needs to be tweaked then you can you know continue to work on your mixing and mastering but you may want to outsource it until you get those skills up to par um but i definitely recommend you know mixing and mastering because you're competing with you're competing with me and and all my friends who mix and master their music you know what i'm saying so you want it to sound polished you want it to um you want it to sound good as, as good as you can possibly get it um so yeah definitely mix and master i mix and master everything i do myself um i personally i enjoyed the whole process of of mixing and all that stuff um i geek out about it so yeah i do it myself and i do it because i can turn around stuff faster so um i'm able to you know i'm able to serve my clients better because if they have an edit they want something changed I can change it. Boom. Everything is in the session. Bounce it out. And I'll have it back to you ASAP. So that that works in um, that works in my favor. Um, Noisy Brothers was good. Um, let's see. Immaculate Beats was good. Mikey Iceberg, producer, songwriter, and artist. Do you shop songs that are released already as well? Or do the companies want exclusive content only? It depends. Depends on the company. Um, it depends it's both um you know a lot of times they don't care if it's already out if it's already released um it, it just yeah it really depends it could go both ways you know or you may be in a situation where you're creating something custom for a company and they don't want that to be out until it's released for the purpose of you creating it um so for example you may see that in you know in, in some commercial stuff or ads and, and things like that where they you know where they're asking you to create something specifically for something and there's certain rights and and um uh in terms that that come with that so it's definitely something to, to keep in mind <clears throat> uh let's see jacob israel i'm late in the game where do i go after full sale i'm starting from ground zero do you mentor at all i had a good convo with eric copeland who then sent me your info yo shout out to eric copeland man super dope dude um and we had him we we were on we did a podcast together we well we did both um and yeah we had him use the word dope so that was dope uh so shout out to eric man appreciate that so listen i do mentor it it is it's not for everybody but you get three months with me and i'm working with you for three months one-on-one -on -one. um i focus on sync licensing so and i focus on producers 
So if you're a producer and you want a three-month mentorship to fast-track your process to getting to your first licensing deal within the first 90 days, then the mentorship is for you. I'll walk you through the process of getting your tracks you know, structured and produced right, making sure the mix and stuff is good and preparing everything, making sure your business is great um, so that when you move forward to start reaching out to companies, um, you know, everything is where it needs to be and it's sounding good and you're putting your, your best foot forward. So if you want to sign up for that, just go to producermentorship.com. It's, it's invite only, so you have to apply, and I have a wait list right now, so um, definitely apply, and yeah, if you're a good fit, we'll reach out, hop on a call, and um, and go from there. Um, let's see, Raymond, what's good? Or Ramon, ready for action in ATL, indeed. Um, and then I do I do one-on-one -on -one consultations, if you want a consultation for an hour, and I have it there. Um, because some people, you know, they may be in the process and they just have a few questions that's just causing them to just run into a wall. Right. So that's there for that. But I'm going to keep it 100. Like a lot of people want one on one consultations just for an hour. And it's hard to get a transformation in just one hour because it's a lot of information. That's like that's why I created the Rose in placements course. It's like, yo, I cannot go through each and every step thoroughly with you to get your results in one hour like i just we just can't because it's just it's so many nuances every situation is different every producer is different um everybody's music is different so you know if you have a couple questions that's just keeping you stuck and you want to do the hour consultation go for it by by all means but if you really want to get value and you really want to see transformation and go you know to the next level and, and and start getting results and getting licensing deals and things like that um then the mentorship is the way to go um let's see just downloaded your pdf and hope to enroll in the class next month if you're an artist buying beats can you still potentially get sync licensing placements you can but you have to be careful um when it comes to the terms of the beats like if you're leasing a beat you know from uh, from a producer online you have to make sure like those terms are saying you can sync this stuff um in tv and film because that can also potentially create issues if you have you know something non-exclusive and you have multiple artists using the same beat and then say say somebody uses the instrumental on a tv show that instrumental like you got 15 other artists around the world like, yo, that's that's my beat to, to my song that I released and shot a video to and got 12 views on. Like, that's that's my they used it. I got a placement. Now you got issues because now you got people coming out the woodworks trying to claim something and get paid for it. And like I said earlier, like if there's confusion on who owns what, then all, all flow stops, like all all cash flow, royalty flow. All of that stuff stops. So just be careful, be mindful of that, and uh, you know, make sure you're in the clear before before you start using least beats um, for for sync. If if you, I I just recommend get something exclusive to where like you're the one, you're the only one that has that joint. Um, that's what I recommend. 
so let's see. Noisy Brothers, uh, can you help me sync my song? Will even pay the required amount? I've texted you so many times on Instagram, but no reply. Another thing, song is popular on TikTok with 2.5 million. Yo, congrats on hitting 2.5 million on TikTok. That's huge in itself. Um, so I don't do like I'm not I'm not a pub like. I'm not like a publisher per se. So it's like, that's not where my focus is. Like I have a small team of composers that I work with and then we work together on briefs and then, you know, we push that stuff out. But I do not like do like, you know, single song publishing and things and, and pitching it for other people um, because it's just, it's a lot that goes into that on the admin side. And to be honest with you, like, I'm active in sync. Like I create, I work on briefs every day. I'm pitching my music as well. Um, so I just don't have time to just sit and just be doing a bunch of admin stuff to pitch other people's stuff. Cause it's not just, yo, send me your song. I'm gonna send it and plug it, blah, blah, blah. Like, nah, like I have to make sure this stuff is cleared. I gotta make sure uh, splits, I gotta collect agreements. Like it's just a whole process that goes with representing and, and having the rights to be able to sign off um, on somebody else's song. And I just don't, I don't have the time to do it right now. Um, in the future, it may be something I'll do more of. Um, but yeah, at, at this at this stage, I, I'm, I still love the process of creating and, and working um, on TV and film projects. Producers, if you're looking to take your music production business to the next level, then I want to invite you to apply for my producer mentorship program. During this one-on-one -on -one mentorship, I'm going to show you strategies and principles you can use to start, grow, and scale your music production business. So if you're making less than $1,000 per month in your production business and you want to scale that up to make more, or you may just want to get your music placed in TV and film and just have a coach guide you along that process to your first music licensing deal, I can help you with that as well. Now, I only work with a select number of producers each month. So if you want to get one of those slots, make sure you go to ProducerMentorship.com to apply. And if you're a good fit, I'll be sure to reach out to you when another slot opens up. To apply, go to ProducerMentorship.com. That's ProducerMentorship.com. Last time, ProducerMentorship.com. Now let's get back to the show. And it helps me stay up to date so I can help y'all more as well um, because I'm in it uh lamar webster from columbus ohio go buckeyes another win this past weekend let's go undefeated um how was your experience with tune edge if you worked with them before and how often do you add new beats to libraries you're in let's go so tune edge i don't have a lot um i have i think i got i got a song or two in there um i'm gonna send them more Cause I want to see what I want to see how they perform. Cause I've gotten a couple questions about them, and then I told you guys about them because they give you briefs. So it's like you can get in to a library, right? That doesn't. It's like everything is online, right? Like you do it, you upload it, you sign the agreement. All that stuff is online, which is which is cool and convenient. Cause you could just do it whenever you want. the The cool thing about TuneEdge.com is that. Um, and they're not sponsoring this or anything. It's just, I think it's just, I think it's cool like for y'all to just check them out. So I'm just mentioning them, but um, they give you briefs. Like they'll text you, you'll get an email on what they're looking for. And that's a great way to start getting your chops up and working on actual briefs. So you can see like what it's like when, when the publishers send you briefs. 
um and then you create you upload it if they accept it they accept it and then you kind of go from there and fill out the metadata and, and upload the files and things like that so i'm waiting to see what they do i'm gonna uh i'm gonna add a few more tracks on there and i'm gonna add those tracks to tunesat.com so i can track them and see you know if they if they start pulling in some placements um so if they do that'll be that'll be pretty cool um and then how often do i add new beats to libraries you're in man I, you know it depends on it depends on the the season but you know right now we're in sports so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be sending in new music like every shoot every other week man pretty much um i just sent a batch last friday um let me see i think i got a i got a song i need to finish mixing and then I, i'm gonna send that out this week um i got a I got an idea. I just got to finish. I got to finish that. I don't think that'll be done this week, though. But I know for sure I'm, I'm going to send one in this week. And then next week, I got some other stuff that I got to finish up. So honestly, it's been, it's been weekly this month. Um, it's been weekly, but at least at least monthly. Oh, shoot. My wife was like, I need I need the car keys. All right. All right. Be safe. Love you. So. I have this habit of keeping the car keys in my my pocket instead of putting them back in the common place in the house. So um, so yeah, it it really depends, man, on, on what the uh, what's needed at the time and how often is needed. Like right now, I'm kind of on a schedule where it's like I'm at least submitting something every other week, and that's just the the frequency in which they're they're requesting stuff. So um, yeah. LW says, Lamar, you're always in a different city. Are you on tour? It, does, is, he, is he always in a different city? I remember him saying Columbus before. Maybe he's circling back around. He's back at home base. Lamar be on the road. Uh, no doubt. All right, we got another question from Thy Kingdom Music. If I submit an instrumental I produce, which has already been released as part of a song, do I still need to split the royalties with the artist? That's an interesting question because it depends on like the order in which that happened. Um, it's already been released as part of a song. Oh, so this is how I do it. Like if I if I sit, I create a song with the artist. We created this song together and I did the beat. They did the lyrics. We're going to split everything 50 50. So if the instrumental gets placed in TV and film, we're going to split that 50 50. It just makes it easier. I feel like it's fair, it's clean. Um, yeah, I just I split it. We get we get paid whether it's instrumental or full song. Noisy brothers, I appreciate the super chat. Um, if I submit a full song but only part without lyrics is used, does the artist on the stone still get a shit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> um, peace in. KO, I signed up for your mentorship. Will there be an email even if not selected? No, unfortunately not. And the reason why is because the number of submissions we get, um, it would literally just take a long time to to send every individual person an email like yay or nay. Um, so yeah, we we'll know we only notify the people um who gets, you know, who gets called. Like you'll know because you're gonna get an email, you're gonna get invited to do um a call and then from there um we just kind of go from there and figure out you know how we want to move forward so yeah unfortunately no 
Um, peace and blessings, Clint, in regards to your mentorship. What are the bases um, of you choosing who can take part? Man, so music is number one, right? Music has to be, it has to be at a level to where we can we can get you results like i'm not gonna work with you if i can't if if i can't get you results like there's no point right it's a waste of time and money on both sides so it's a waste of your time it's a waste of your money and it's a waste of my time to work with somebody who i can't i know like it's going to be tough to get your music played so your music has to be good um that's why i say it's not for everybody because if you're just starting out right and your production level isn't there you should be focusing on getting your production better right and this mentorship isn't about you know coaching you on how to make a beat and you know do all those things it's like you have to have the pieces there the production quality has to be there um you know mix has to be decent like if it's just a couple tweaks i can give you there boom boom we can knock that out um because we don't have like a whole lot of time to like teach you how to produce you know what i mean so um, if the music is there, the production quality is there, that's going to be number one. Um, number two is going to be, um, it's going to be the mindset of the person, right? Making sure you have realistic expectations. Like I get applications, bro. <laughs> and like people, I don't know, man, they listen, people will put in an application and like, I seen one person, they was like, yo, like I'm trying to retire my parents and grandparents in a year i'm like bruh i'm sorry like i i admire i admire your drive but the chances of that happening is very very slim like you have to be realistic like retiring two families like first of all we have to work on you we have to get you over the hump of not making you know of not getting any placements with your music that's number one we got to get there we got to get to a licensing deal first before we start thinking about retiring parents grandparents uncles aunties and cousins so you know having realistic expectations you know what i mean um that's crucial um, because if you don't like if you have these massive ideas of what success looks like a year from now after doing this mentorship and then that doesn't happen, you're going to be disappointed. Um, so even when I, I hop on a call with someone, I let them know, like, look, this is this is the real. This is to get you started. Success doesn't happen overnight. Success may not happen over a year. Like it may take you a few years to build up, um, you know, decent royalties and decent, um, you know, contacts where you're getting, you know, the upfront seek fees and things like that. Start with paying a couple bills you know what i'm saying start with one bill make enough to buy a chicken sandwich combo a couple times a week you know what i'm saying like you gotta you gotta start realistic and then you can grow from there so having realistic expectations is important so music that and then um let's see and, and then following instructions a lot of people that submit apps do not follow instructions um you know it's very clear each question yo do this do this do that what is this people don't follow instructions upload a, a streaming link i mean i get all types of all types of stuff and it just it just doesn't does not work no you're good oh no 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 i um i had a i, I laid him back because he was
I laid it back because it was in the back. Sorry. Because <laughs> that, hap that happened to me. I forgot to put it back up and it would not fit in the car. So, sorry, we had car seat technical issues. So, yeah, so following instructions, man. If you can't follow instructions on an application, you're talking about three months of mentorship. I don't want to work with you because it's going to be a headache. Just, just being a 100. I want to work with people who can follow instructions. And it's not, it's not even, it's not even just me. You're going to have to follow instructions once you start working with the libraries. They're sending you a brief. A brief is instructions. We want styles like this. We want BPM like this. We want files received like this. We want tracks name like this. If you can't follow a 10 question application and follow instructions on that, you're going to struggle in sync because that's all you're getting is instructions on how to submit stuff, how to send stuff, how to create stuff, how to structure stuff. Um, so it's just, it's just going to be hard. It may not be the space for you. Um, so yeah, those are, those are the main things I'm looking for. All right, let's go. Lamar says, not on tour, but I got family in Alabama, Atlanta, and Ohio, Columbus, and Dayton. So I'll be rolling. <laughs> okay, yeah. He, my guy be everywhere. Um, today, I asked two guys from a company what they are looking for. They sent the track, told me to rip it in my own version to see if I got what it takes, then told me to have it back within 24 hours. That sounds about right. Um, and, and yeah, man, that 24-hour deadline is like real life. I got one of those uh what was that last week i didn't have anything unfortunately i wish because it was it was a cool op but 24 hours yeah and honestly man that's a that's a decent chunk of time um and in those situations it's like yo either you you got time to knock it out or you have something already created or you just have you just miss out on that opportunity that's usually how that works um so yeah, so if you want to apply for the mentorship, go to producermentorship.com. Um, it's fourth quarter, so it's time to go in. Um, you know, it's time to go hard. I, I know, let me see. I think I only have I only have like a few slots open um for for the rest of this year. Um so if you don't get in for for this fourth quarter, then you know, you can get in for, for January. You'll be like on a wait list and then I'll reach out to you if you're if you end up being you know shortlisted we'll reach out to you um at the beginning of the year and lock you in so um dope stuff let's see <clears throat> question if you post music on a playlist like soundcloud distro kid spotify is that the time for a sound recording copyright paperwork um yeah i mean I, I, that wouldn't be a bad bad time because it's it's out there um but um if you want to hold off kind of create a collection of works and then submit them all at once to save some money on, on copyright fees you could do that as well <clears throat> so yeah michael connor music in the building what's good um let's see soundcloud yeah soundcloud is fine um youtube page like i just want to see that you have music and you're actively working a lot of people they don't even have music so it's like i can't <laughs> i can't accept an application and you don't have any music like i can't hear anything i don't know what you know, i don't i don't get it but um yeah submit something some type of link i don't care if it's a box.com a dropbox a soundcloud something so that i can hear your music engage whether or not 
it's going to be a good fit. Um, so yeah, let's see. Scroll through. Um, would you recommend registering lyrics prior to getting in the room with producers? No. And by registering, I'm guessing you mean registering the copyright to your lyrics. For me personally, I say no, like because especially before getting in the room, because lyrics could change. I mean, I've been in sessions where it's like stuff shifts and moves. It's like, yo, actually, let's say this or something. I don't know, like it, it, it just a word may sound better than a word that the the writer wrote. And it's like, OK, let's swap this out. And it's kind of like it's still a collaborative process even when you're recording um so i wouldn't i i like to wait until we have the song in in final form and then you know handle whatever we need to handle um as far as registration and things like that so that we just you know we have everything in its final form because i ain't trying to go back on these sites and start updating lyrics and files like it's just a hassle so just get it get it right and then once it's finalized, um, you know, knock out all your your stuff. <clears throat> um, all right, let's go. Uh, your video about seeking value when being told no is a big gem. What I spoke about is the same company that rejected me last year. Exactly, man. Yo, people take no as like the final answer. No is not bad. Um, especially if it's followed by feedback so yeah i'm glad you glad you grabbed that um yeah and then like make note you know make note of the people who said no and then circle back around um it happens all the time man um i, I know there's a um uh, one a, a role that's in placement student had told me um <clears throat> in the discord by the way if you enroll in role to placements um you get an invite to my my uh clint circle private discord um so she had told me it was like a company shout out to kim it was like a company that uh they said no at first but i think it had some feedback so she went in and like tweaked the things that they gave feedback on and then she resubmitted it and it got accepted um so that's a win taking taking the no taking the feedback and you know making those adjustments and going back like yo boom what do you think now cut the check day day lamans what's good i just got a placement on all american season five premiere but i submitted in march 21st been still needing to find opportunities is this mentorship for stuff like that first off congrats on all american placement that's super dope um they have good music on that show too um so shout out to them and everybody on on that squad because yeah dope stuff um so yeah the, so the mentorship you know i'm i'm literally walking you through preparing your music you know how to produce it and get it ready how to find the companies um how to research the companies like i'm showing you everything walking with you through each step um so think of it like this so for the road to 10 placement students right so you have i have a course it's the road to 10 placements i walk you through the blueprint that's the do-it-yourself version right the mentorship is like the done with you version like i'm doing it with you 
and I'm like watching you work in real time so I can give you feedback so you can avoid any potential mistakes or pitfalls to get you to the result faster. And that result being um, a licensing deal um, and signing, you know, some some music with the licensing company. Um, so, yeah, um, last last producer I worked with <clears throat> in the mentorship, we were uh, let me see. We started we started with. He sent me some tracks and a few of those tracks were like, yo, those joints was dope. Like make a couple edits. He was like, nah, like I'm gonna just start over. I'm gonna make some some fresh joints. I was like, all right, let's go, let's go. So he went in, knocked them out. I think we did five new ones. Um, submitted those. And man, how long how long did it take? I wanna say, cause he has some other stuff going on. I wanna say it was around the two month mark i got it written down in my notes somewhere but i think it was around like the, the two month mark and then he had a company reach back um and they wanted they wanted the tracks he sent and they wanted him to do additional tracks and they were kicking a little bit of upfront money for him to produce those tracks so he ended up getting he ended up getting some money up front um and he's gonna get royalties once that stuff starts getting placed and that particular company um i think they're distributed through um, through APM music, if I'm not mistaken. So, like that joint is gonna have a lot of eyes on it, and it'll it'll pro it's gonna start racking up like a, a bunch of bunch of back end royalties for him. So, um, shout out to my guy Billy, man. If you're a producer and you want to get your music placed in TV and film, but you just don't know where to start, the Road to 10 Placements is where you start. This is the ultimate blueprint to landing your first 10 TV placements, and it's the exact blueprint I use to get started in sync without having any connections or without having any placements. This course is going to teach you how to produce, prepare, and pitch placement-ready music for TV. This course has helped producers all over the world get placements on networks such as MTV, NBC, VH1, NBA Network, Hulu. Netflix and a bunch of others. Listen, it took me seven years to get to my first TV placement, but this course has helped producers see TV placements in as little as six months, which is insane. So this course can help you go from zero placements to TV placements fast. Enrollment is now open, so go to RoadTo10Placements.com. That's Road to the number 10 Placements.com. Make sure you use the discount code Podcast20 to take 20% off at RoadTo10Placements.com. Go and Enroll today. Uh, let's see. How do you feel about one stoppers working non-exclusive deals on your behalf? Um, I'm not mad at it. Like, if it makes sense, you know, I have a combination of of non-exclusive joints, um, and some exclusive ones. So, if it makes sense, you know, shoot them some some non-exclusive stuff. Have have your little non-exclusive catalog for that stuff. And then just know, boom, like this is this is the stuff that I'll send the non-exclusive companies and kind of see what they do with it. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. <clears throat> um, website, sign up for for mentorship, uh, producermentorship.com. Yeah, definitely congrats on that placement, man. That was super dope. What other questions do we have? Shout out to the new people in the stream. Let me know where you guys are from. Let me know what you do. This is the Music Is My Business podcast. I'm doing a live Q&A answering questions. I got my uh, I got my IG fam over here. They're looking the behind the scenes version, I guess. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, man, it's, it's so many different. It's so many different 
ways and directions you can go in the sync space, man. Like there's you got micro sync, you know, that's like the you know, like the YouTube and the uh different um different like video maker platforms and corporate videos and you got you know commercials the ad space um you got trailer music you got um you know instrumental production music you have songs just being synced in tv shows and series and films and documentaries you have um film scoring like scoring to picture and all that stuff um man you got music being on playlists used in in restaurants and retail establishments and stuff like that what else man where else is music used um it's just a it's a bunch it's just like a bunch of opportunities out there um podcasts like a lot of people are doing podcasts now podcast needs intro music i did a podcast intro a few months back so you know you can you can position yourself to be um to produce music for people for podcasters you you got you got to think about different approaches like instead of the traditional um beat to artist right like artists aren't the only people that need beats so if you're like if you're stuck and you're struggling to try and get artists to buy your beats then it may be time to pivot you know like who else needs music it's music is everywhere like who needs the elevators need music like how do you find out who plays the music on the elevators you know what i'm saying like um companies corporations brands need music uh youtubers need music that won't you know get their stuff flagged and, and taken down so you got to figure out where the problem is who has the problem and how you can solve the problem with your music that's the name of the game um marquise griffin says can you elaborate more on roth ira accounts oh y'all want to geek out on some some investment talk um so for those who don't know i just posted a, a post on instagram and you know i was talking about how you could take the passive income you make just from sync royalties only not i'm not talking about upfront sync fees i'm just talking about just the royalties on the back end right from tv placements so in this post i was just talking about how back i don't know like some a few years back um or I, i'll say a solid f uh, few three five years into sync i was able to get royalties up to around $1,250 a quarter as passively and this is why I, like I still had a full-time job and everything so it's definitely doable if you still have a job so that's about $5,000 a year so I use the example of the Roth IRA account and what the, what a Roth IRA account is is it's a retirement account you put money in this IRA or some people call it IRA um and that you contribute to it however often you want to contribute i'm there's a cap on how much you can contribute a year but you contribute and while that money is sitting in that roth ira it's a it's roth right so that means the interest compounds it's compounded interest it's not just like it's not regular interest it's compounded so say you invest five thousand dollars in there 
for the first year. Now you got $5,000. So you're going to earn that compounded interest on that $5,000. So then the next year you put another $5,000 in there, right? So now you're going to get interest, not only on the 5,000 that you put in there that year, you're going to get interest on the initial $5,000 you put in there, plus the interest it made during that past year, plus the 5,000, the new 5,000 that you put on there. So it just keeps compounding and you're getting interest on the entire like new balance of that account. So anyways, if you pull up a Roth IRA calculator, because it's, it's going to take a lot for you to like calculate it by hand because of the compounding. If you take a Roth IRA calculator, you can Google one, use it for free. Um, if you put $5,000 in there every year, starting at the age 34 to 67, you will end up with $1.2 million in that retirement account. Now, the other dope thing about a Roth IRA is that while that interest is growing and that account is growing and you keep contributing every year, it's growing tax free. So it's tax free, free growth and it's compounded interest. So what that means is you don't pay taxes on all the money that you earn in that account. If you wait until you're about 59 and a half to take anything out you take it out tax-free you don't have to pay taxes on it um so that's that's the power if you take it out early you know before the, you, you know that 59 and a half mark then you know you're you'll probably have to pay taxes on it but yes yeah, tax-free growth it's a retirement account so if you know there's penalties and stuff like that and interest if you take it out before that before that time period is up but it can be super powerful i'm like yo that's just that's just passive like your royalties take them throw them in the account boom five thousand a year you you retire a millionaire off some off of uh, some music that you did one time and we're not counting everything that you've done between 34 and 67 you know you're gonna make way more music than just what you're earning five thousand dollars a year in royalties on so it can be extremely powerful um highly recommend anything with roth in front of it um i have a roth solo 401k as well and and that's why because i want give me the compounding i want that um so yeah you gotta think about the future you gotta think about retirement and and like it's kind of like a double retirement honestly because as as producers you know you can um you're getting royalty so that's sort of like retirement because you know you create all this music while you're young blah 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 and then stuff starts just it just keeps getting used and you just keep getting royalties on it you know when you're old and all that stuff so it, it really doesn't it doesn't really stop like once it starts like once you start getting royalty checks i don't know any composer who has gotten in the sink and they started getting a royalty check and then they just stop like it just doesn't like if, if you're consistently submitting music you're making new music you're submitting it royalty checks just don't stop like it just keeps snowballing it's crazy um <clears throat> so yeah so check it out um roth ira and um take advantage of that all right let's see starting to get responses to my pitches what response would you recommend to we're not accepting composers to join our company is there ever a hard no <laughs> i know it seems like they always try and avoid just no um but no they're probably not because you know man some of these companies bro that like they're so 
they probably have so many submissions that like they have a whole list of people who already submitted that they can go through if they wanted to sign new music. So they're probably really not accepting. So I'll probably just check back a few months or ask them, you know, when's a good time to follow up? Do you do you think you'll be submitting or accepting new composers anytime in the near future? And just see what they say. Um, pretty much anything on TV for sure needs music. ESPN, Fox Sports 1, Netflix, Hallmark, Lifetime. Exactly. Agreed. Um, let me see. Uh, did you get the new Complete 14? I think I downloaded. They gave me like the player for free. I haven't tried it yet. Um, I haven't tried it. I don't like I don't. I don't update like new stuff usually until I get done with projects. So I got a few things that I'm like in the middle of, like making tweaks and revisions and stuff. And the last, the last thing I want to do is update something and that joint just stop working. It has happened before. I've learned my lesson. Uh, I thought it was about to happen last time. Cause it was, it was some audio stuff in, um, in, in, uh, native instruments machine or machina, and it, I thought it was gonna be like a five second update, like just looking for sounds. It ended up being like a whole, it was like an hour. Like I had to literally just stop. <laughs> it couldn't do anything. It wouldn't let me out of the the app or anything. So I, yeah, I usually hold off until I knock all this stuff out. So it'll probably be like near the end of the year, things kind of slow down. Um, I'll go and kind of see, you know, what could be updated and what's worth updating. Um, Kim Durr was good. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, would you be interested in partnering with someone with the potential for placements if they don't have much money up front? Um, share royalties, partial ownership of tracks you help place. Um, not at the moment. Um, not at the moment. But that may, you know, it may be something in the in the future I, I talked about it a little bit um at the beginning of the podcast i won't go back into it but um if you want to re-listen um i kind of went into this whole why is my thing not uh this whole spiel on on that but yeah tracy morris was good let me see we got a few more minutes if y'all got any other questions let me uh <laughs> shout out the raise it road to financial security that's hilarious that's the that's the next course right roll to 10 placements and then roll to financial security that's hilarious um <laughs> gill day was good uh nothing like having this random update heart check it happened to me mid scoring the series i recently did i had to take a full day trying to figure out what happened bruh i under i understand it's frustrating man um and then yesterday, yo, let me tell y'all what happened yesterday. <clears throat> um, so I was working, I was working, I was rushing around cause I was doing a bunch of stuff. Um, so I got back home. I'm like, yo, like I got, I got 15 minutes. I want to try and knock out, um, a, an alternative version of this track that I was working on for a client. They wanted an alternative version. So I'm like, yo, I got 15 minutes. Like, let me hurry up, knock it out. So what happened was I sat here in front of front of the computer and I opened up this session and I opened up the second alternative session in Logic 
and I was going to create a third alternative from that session, right? So I go upstairs. Some something popped off with with my son, the the youngest one. So I went up there and um, and handled that. So then I came back down. I think he like woke up from a nap or it was random, but I came back down. I'm like, I got 15 minutes. I just start working. I start, I was doing key changes. I was changing drums. I was changing everything in this second version. Right. So, so then I get close cause it's, it's time for me to leave. And I like, I'm, I'm hitting save and I look up to see the name of the session. I'm like, it should be three instead of two. That joint said two. And I just sat back. I was like, bruh, you have got to be kidding me. I did all this changing, all this editing, and I already sent this version to the client, right? So if they like hear this joint and they fall in love with it and they want to use it, or if they ask me to make a small tweak, I just redid the whole thing and and saved it. So I couldn't go back unless I dig into some backups or something. So like now I'm looking at the session, I'm like, okay, what all did I do so I could like redo it back to like its original, original state. So I got it back to pretty much where it was and I can listen to the old one and, and go back. I named the tracks, the sounds that I use. So I didn't change any of that, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. So yeah, man, I tell you rushing is just, it's just it ends up usually not being a good thing um so make sure you save the stuff the way it's supposed to be saved so that you have all the versions you need in case somebody comes back and like yeah we want to use this can you send the stems no i can't because i changed everything sorry that would be that would be horrible but that has happened to me before like i've opened up sessions none of the sounds were there um, and I had to like remake the thing and rebuild it. <clears throat> and the publisher didn't even, they, they didn't even notice. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, that's it, man. This was dope. A lot of dope questions. Shout out to everybody, um, who came through and, and asked your questions. Um, listen, this is where you go. If you don't know how to get started with getting your music placed in TV and film, how to produce it, how to prepare it and pitch it, then go to RollToTenPlacements.com and enroll in the Roll to Ten Placements. It's my personal blueprint on how to get started in this sync space as a producer. It's helped a lot of other producers get placements um, on all types of networks, man. NFL Network, NBC, ABC. Um, we got some video game stuff. Shout out to my guy, Walt. I think he did like some oculus vr game or something placement just out there killing it um so go there <clears throat> that's where you get get all of the sauce on how to get started in this space and use the discount code in the description of this video since you're on the live you'll get a discount today um so yeah that's it man i'm out i'll catch you guys on the next one peace Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. 
Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.